everyone, welcome to a very, very special edition of Wrestling with the Future. We have a uh, returning guest, one of my favorite people. She is both loving and charming and a pain in the arse at the same time. My <laughs> friend Baby Down, Nicola Roberts, is back with us for her third appearance on the show. This time, I've got a cast of characters. Nikki, you're going to love these guys. I have a brand new co-host. You've never met him before. Dan, the man, Sebastiano, who joins me every week. We call him the happy haberdasher. <laughs> He's the smartest guy in the room. Right next to the bearded sensation, Mr. Jason. Jason, say hi to Nicola Roberts. Hi, it's a pleasure to meet you and an honor. Jason, the bearded wonder, he is the, uh, the, the brainchild behind our website, all of our technical shit. He's the, he's the go-to guru. Um, <laughs> last time Nicola was on the show, uh, Jeff was here. Um, in fact, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, you know, Jeff, we, t- we still think about you. Um, he tried to get this woman. Now, here's 30 years later. He tried to get her to reveal what was in the envelope that Dusty Rhodes gave her. <laughs> 30 years later, guys, and she still fucking kayfabed him. <laughs> Nikki, how you doing, kid? Well, I'm exhausted right now because we've got the garden going and panning and I sent you pictures of everything that we I doing. know. Tell these guys what you've been up to with this, like, canning fruit and, and uh, jarring stuff. I didn't realize you were into all that. Well, um, my husband and I have a small farm, and you know that we've got chickens and turkeys and uh, dogs and cats, and unfortunately my goat passed away. I don't have a goat anymore. But I've got a big peach garden, and then my father-in-law, who lives down the road, he's also got a great big garden. So we've got, um, we spent two days canning green beans, like over a hundred pints. Oh, wow. Probably 50 quarts. Uh, and so that, like, you have to pick them, and then you snap them, and you string them, and Yeah. And then we did 30 quarts of tomatoes. So oh, my God. I did most of the picking and almost all the snapping and stringing and my father-in-law helped he's got like the double burners like that you do this Right. Now what are you going to do with all this stuff? I'm sorry? What are you going to do with all this stuff? I watch YouTube videos because I'm from Texas and my mom who was really into like health process and bottled water before it was even I never used to canning, but now that I've been sweating in a carport like for three days, Lubbock has been 105 degrees. Oh. So I understand why she never took it up because it is a, a lot of work and it's really hot and sweaty. And yeah, like mother-in-law, we kid because we said, "Yep, we're making memories." Because you always hear about. I should tell that Jason and Dan. Uh, Nicholas sent me pictures of uh, of this, you know, jarring and and uh, canning and stuff that she's doing. She's yeah. got just like a, this row of just boxes with jars and <laughs> and cans and and stuff like that. Anyway, well, this is what she's been doing today. So now, Jason, I know that you um 
you you secretly yeah, uh, and I got I'm gonna I'm gonna let it out of the back. So you know you're, you're grown you're a grown man now. So I gotta tell you, Nikki, that's uh, Jason was when he was a little kid. You know he had a huge huge crush on you. You know he's not as old as he looks. He looks like you know an old man, but he's just a young whooper snapper. Just just a youngster here. And, uh, you know, he says, can I ask her anything? I said, well, yeah. And if she doesn't want to answer it, she'll tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. You got, you got baby doll. It's all yours. Well, I wanted to ask you, um, how was it traveling during, during the time that you were, uh, you know, around, you know, did you, uh, uh, have to travel alone? Did you travel with other women? Did you travel with the guys? Um, whenever I was in Dallas, I traveled a lot by myself. Um, Gina had a Corvette, and now you know, that we kind of see the dark side of the moon, I feel that's kind of the life and everything. Um, I now understand why I didn't go on most trips with him. I did travel a little bit with Bongo Lubin. And then uh, Jake and I did some road trips together. This was really cool because taught me a lot how to do the deal. And then whenever I went to Crockett and actually was able to do the deal, that everything that he taught me made sense. You know, from going slow to this the look on your face to everything that I was with Baby Dog, Jake pretty much taught me how to do riding through the Dallas. Now, whenever I worked with North Carolina with Polly, Polly and I took almost every road trip together. We were pretty much married up for a whole year because that was our gimmick. And we traveled together, but and then we actually shared his apartment for, I believe, about two and a half months whenever I first got there because I didn't have anywhere to go and it went with the gimmick and the whole thing. And then I got my own apartment, but had his own life, like once we were done going through the trip and everything, because Tully had a lot of girlfriends and a lot of girls, and he's very popular, and I'm a lot more quiet, and plus then I did a lot of driving, I just wanted to go back and sleep, so traveling and stuff, it was, um, Jake a lot in world class, Tully in, um, with Crockett, and then when we had the day deal, where Dusty won me because he had the two-seater Mercedes and Magnum had the two-seater Porsche. They rode together, so they put me with Sam. And so Sam drove me to all the towns when we were in And then whenever I was with Dusty, I was pretty much by myself because he was riding with Magnum. But I had a 300 CX and, and Sam and I were together then. So I, I didn't really make that many trips by myself, but I Okay. Okay, Dan. Whenever I was working, they worked with the other girls. You know, like with, with world class, the other girls were all baby faces. So that True. was True. Back in case, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was with Crockett, I was pretty much the only girl, except for when they brought in, like, Precious came in, then she was with Jimmy Garland, they were married, and then Big Mama was with Jimmy Diet, so. Yeah. Go ahead, Danny. 
Well, it's it's actually you, you mentioned there not being a lot of women. I was going to ask um, a lot of the, especially in the recent episodes we've done where we talked to a lot of the territory guys. Everybody's got stories about who the go-to man was, who who helped get the rooms, who was the guy making sure everybody got home from the bar. Did the women have that? Did you have kind of a an elder statesman of sorts? It was you. Oh, okay. I took my job very seriously, so not only was I taking care of everything like the filming, I, I had the OAD, which was like the official airline guide. It's on like what the people so let's say the two weeks it, it came to my house, it was like every single airline flight for every airline. So you could go to the OAD and you could change up flight and even though profit would get our ticket, I could get better time. And sometimes I could get cheaper flights and we'd get like little vouchers and get bumped up to first class. I would like have the rent of cars waiting so that while the guys were getting their bags, I would run downstairs and go to the rent of car and, and rent the car real quick and then be driving around and pick them up in the rent of car. I got the deals on the hotel that I had it worked out because I was really good with getting a bunch of frequent flyer miles and that they didn't want to mess with it. So I would get all their frequent flyer miles on my deal because they didn't want to mess with it. And if they didn't right. Why waste it? I took it. So. Very clever. Uh, I, Marriott, I got two TVs out of Marriott. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> with Eastern Airlines, with Eastern Airlines had like really good bonus, like a lot of miles. I had one time. Dan, can you hear her okay? Um, honestly, you you fade in and out a little bit. Okay. I was because I thought it was just me. Okay. Is that better? So far, yeah. So far, Nikki sounds good. Nicola, did it help you or hurt you the fact that you weren't really like a a drinker, partier kind of person? You know, what did? Did being the grown-up in the room benefit you, or did it work against you? We were a bunch of guys that liked to, you know, to party and play around. Well, I think it was a benefit then because I had a lot more respect for the guys that way because they knew that I was to myself. I, I didn't. I wasn't like the partier, so they kind of knew. And you just lose that respect, I think, at a certain point because. Oh, you lose a lot of respect when someone's got to hold your hair back, and I'm not a drinker. And um, yeah. also, I think I'm alive now because of that. Because you look at a lot of the girls that I work with, and yeah. Yeah. a lot of their history, they're not here anymore. Maybe being the nerdy, going back to my room and reading or watching TV and news and everything, it kind of saved my life. Um. Go ahead, Jason. Um, any of the the uh, the ladies today? Uh, do you have any any favorites? Uh, anyone that kind of reminds you that the traditional athlete, traditional wet wrestler, you know, anything, anybody that stands out to you? My daughter. Probably six years and sold my merchandise and went on a lot of it. There for like three years, every weekend I would book somewhere around in the Carolinas around the Baptist Coast and she almost every show. She 
mad respect. And then um, she, she sold my merch so that she could kind of see how the interaction with the fans and everything. Um, my daughter, I would put up on a pedestal because she really has an old school view of things. And she also has a respect of the boys because they saw her when she was like 14, 15 years old traveling with me. Much like uh, Terry Morton, Richard Morton. Okay. Well, plus, let's be honest about it, too. She's super talented. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, she worked her ass off to get where she is. Nobody, and I'll say this, you know, and I got, I have no dog in the fight, but this kid worked her ass off to get where she is. She didn't, you know, nobody called in favors for Samantha Starr. Let's, Let's make that real clear. I want to do something tonight, Dan and Jason, that I've been playing around with for the last couple of days. Because I knew that Nicola was coming on tonight. And I think we're going to start a new feature on the show inspired by this young lady. And we're going to call it Baby Got Book. (laughs) What we're going to do is we're going to have Baby Doll... Fantasy book, real angles, real wrestlers that are that are working in wrestling today. And I'm going to let you, Dan, and you, Jason, each pick a match um, to the to our booker. Pitch your match and and sell it. Go for it. I've got a few seconds to wait, Jason. You can go first. I was thinking the same of you. Um, well, I've always been a fan of uh, cage matches. So the big blue cage uh, oh, for the you. title. <laughs> um, you know, uh, title versus career, big blue cage. You, you plan on having some wrestlers in that cage? Oh, I, thought she was, oh, I'm sorry, I thought she was picking some. Okay. Um, no, you're picking the wrestlers. I'm picking them. Okay. It. All right. Gotcha. Um, well, one of my current favorites, let's do Randy Orton. And, uh, well, use what's going on here lately. Uh, Edge, let's do a career versus the title match in the cage. What I would like to see, because it's kind of like off the top, is actually Randy Orton working with Jake as a manager. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice touch. I think, I think that's one of the reasons why I like a lot of the stuff that Orton's doing these days. He reminds me a lot of Jake. Uh, especially his, his promos that this cool, I mean, he's not out there screaming. He's not over the top. It, it's cool and calculated. Go ahead, Dan. I was going to say too, to add on that, anybody that follows AEW, I mean, you think about the talent today and Jake Roberts still has one of the best promos in the business by far. It's like not even close. So, you know, you put seeing him in the ring with modern talent and he smokes him on the mic and it's still, you can't, you can't ask for that kind of stuff. Well, I guess if, if I'm going to look at modern, modern talent, um, personally, 
what what one of the things that that you know, a lot of the the stuff they do with with how the titles change hands and heel face turns and all that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say as far as match angle goes, I did not like, and this was what about a year or so ago, um, how they ended Kurt Angle's career. I thought they wasted that throwing him in the ring with Baron Corbin, who who they they admitted on screen was ratings cancer and. Won't so, get an argument from me, Dan. I'm I'm thinking you have to build the next star off that angle, and you had the the you had the prototype there in the who someone who I think's horribly underutilized is a guy named Chad Gable. I personally would have had some kind of build for that, so that's my pitch: is build up WrestleMania angle losing to, to Chad Gable, who uses his the, the the ankle lock and the slams and the move set and everything anyway. So kind of pass the torch there when you're basically passing the torch to a younger version of yourself. Hmm. How about if Tully managed my daughter because his daughter was a good one? Oh. <laughs> wow. I got one for you. Uh-oh. Real life scenario. <clears throat> Samantha Starr. Versus Jordan Grace. Book me a three-month program that culminates in a, a, a fall-to-the-finish match where there must be a winner. Somebody has to come out of it standing with their hands raised. Jordan Grace, Samantha Starr, three-month program. What's the lead-in and what's the build-up? There's so many different ways that you could do that. um, You could have Jordan keep getting Michaela, keep getting Michaela, and Michaela says, okay, I've tried to do this on my own. You're cheating. You're doing everything you can. I've got the I've got the ace up my sleeve, and then bring me in as her ace, and then have me at the very end not help her, but just be there for her, and then Michaela actually win because Jordan wasn't able to cheat. Well, tonight I love that. I love that, Nicola. But can I tell you, I kind of was hoping you would go with the the cheating angle because don't forget, Michaela, you know, Samantha Starr is a heel. Well, to bring me in, it could be the babyface way or like Jordan could bring me in. Yeah, there's so many ways to go with that one. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So now, um, I've been following you around. I've been trolling you, actually, for the last week or so. <laughs> you got a lot. Of, all of a sudden, like, you know, baby doll is like the big thing again. You know, you did our show. This is your third time here. You did, uh, you know, Hannibal. I think you're, going, you're doing another interview with Hannibal again, I believe. Well, maybe I let something out of the back because I heard that you might be you might be going back there. Um, 
Okay. Well, if 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 you end up going back there, you heard it from me first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So all of a sudden, like you know, what's old is new again, because of the wrestling scene now, Nicola, uh, or the lack thereof. You know, really, the lack thereof. Um, all of a sudden, the the old Crockett tapes. The old WCW tapes, the old NWA tapes, they're all, you know, they're, they are being seen now by a brand new audience of, of young people that have never seen this stuff before. Are you getting any kind of either instant feedback or some kind of residual feedback as to, um, what these matches mean to people? Uh, I mean, are you getting any kind of any kind of uh, you know feedback on them personally? Absolutely right. It will never, ever be duplicated again. However, in as much as I think that wrestling can be saved, is there anything that we can do to bring back the characters, Nikki, the characters in wrestling? Or is that passe now? Is that behind us? And that's, I think we just have to accept it, that it's just different. 
Yeah, I, I don't understand. Maybe it's just the old fart in me, but I don't understand what a young viewer uh, is looking at. And I, I'm not being facetious. I'm, I don't know what they're seeing that I'm not. Right. Um, right. You know, Dan, you're you're a little bit more in touch with that demographic than I am. Yeah, um, you know, so, what, what am I missing? I really nothing. And and maybe they'll hit it on the head. Uh, just just this what I guess last week now since it aired airs Wednesday. Right. Um, NXT had, was having a big moment for Keith Lee. They're they're he's the, he's a two cha- double champ, which is something that's for some reason trending uh, yeah. throughout some of the companies during the COVID, but he's in the mm-hmm. ring. He's got both belts. He's talking about this, you know, great moment he has. And here comes the first title defense he's going to have. And the entire narrative was, we had great matches. I love you. I love you. We respect each other as competitors. Let's have another great match and tear the house down. And you can't get a, a, a fans invested, even in a good match. That, if no, see, that's no where you lose me. That's yeah. where you lose me when and Nikki, you can you can expand on this if you want to. Uh, and I want you to believe me um, when I see. A Keith Lee, who is a, a physical specimen. Right. And I see a guy like Baron Corbin or I see uh, a guy like you know, Buddy Murphy, that, that these are specimens, right? Big guys. I want to see. The visceral reaction of these two machismos. Right. I want to see. You know, I'm going to rip your head off. I'm going to piss down your neck. I want. I want to feel that animosity. Don't give me. You know, high five, gang. You know, here, let's yeah, party on, Garth. You know, that kind of bullshit. It's kind of you know, like. It's kind of like Jason understands that one. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've touched on but that. But here's the thing, though. Sorry, go ahead. But I would love to see. The days of Tully and Dusty again. I would love to see. Remember when we had Magnum on? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The, give me Magnum TA, man. Right. You, you know, felt, you felt that McDaniel. emotion. Yeah, well, that's that, Jay. I say Tully and Dusty and Magnum, you felt that. You know, the, the interviews with Tully, you right. felt the hatred there. There's that's nothing here of the new stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, Magnum, and by the way, thank you to Baby Doll for that one. She hooked me up with that. That oh, only nice. cost me $1,200, that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it cost me dinner. Um, no, uh, here's the thing. Um, understanding, though, that there was an emotional investment that when Magnum came on television, you were emotionally invested. We yeah. whether you were invested because you loved him because he was this big, you know, good looking guy, or you were in, invested in Tully because he was a rotten, evil son of a bitch. But whatever the case was, you had some kind of emotional tie. Right. right? I can't get invested in anybody, Nicola. Why? What's missing? That had uh, Crusher with the beer and the cigar, and then they side by side with the young buck, and it's like, which would you believe is the actual? <laughs> yeah, that's the 
There's a no-brainer. <laughs> it, it's just different. We just don't believe it anymore. You know, you, you had matches, you know, like three or four of matches on the card where, like, you knew that it was staged. You knew that the outcome was... But there might be one or two matches on that card that, damn it, that was real. That, right. that yeah. Like, they're fighting for real, but they're just like Tully Blanchard. Tully says they may not believe the rest of the card, but they're going to believe my match is real. They're going to believe mm-hmm. that I. And I think that's what we're missing now is that it, it's all entertainment now. And instead of like believing, you know, that somebody's really going to get hurt and that they're really out there fighting and they're really out there to win, we've lost it. That's all. Yeah. You know, Dan, take the ball and run with it, kid. Yeah, no, you you nailed it, and we've talked about that so many times, and and it's something I've said many times because I I got my start as a writer in the business as a wrestling historian, so I saw the difference in the growing. And the problem is, even if I mean kayfabe is done, we know that that genie's out of the bottle. You're never putting that back in, but yeah, even that, though that it's not back. real, you can still you can still present it as a valid product. And, you know, the, like the, the way the NWA did in power, they, they have the announcers. I think it was Cornette at the time. And, um, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other one, but you know, the announcers pitch it as a real fight and the wrestlers act like it's a real fight. When I'm watching a match and they're taking 10 minutes to set up a spot and they're blatantly working together, that, that there's no suspension to disbelief. It kills the immersion. I, I, I get that you're not fighting for real. I, I can watch a Ori, uh, Rock and Roll Express versus versus the Midnight Express, and I get they're not fighting for real, but damn it if those four didn't want to kill each other. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Dan, um, oh, you, go, know, go ahead. You, you were... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nicola. I think you're looking for the audience. Instead of... And the, and the, and the keyboard warriors and whoever's going to put it out on the internet... Instead of booking for what's next week and to get them talking and to get people mad and get people pissed off and, and, and to actually get that part of your brain going of like, damn it, i got to watch it. What are they going to do next week? They're missing that. They're trying to please too many people instead of booking for how can I get it in that intrigue and that hook of people. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Uh, well, <clears throat> that's exactly uh, what how, how I was introduced to uh, Crockett. I would go over to my pa- uh, grandparents' house on the weekends, and my grandfather sitting there in his recliner watching, and he was just glued. And that was our time together. And I actually think he had more of the crush on you. I think that rubbed up on me through the years, but you know, pass, just pass that book, right? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But these days, I mean, I just, I just did uh, an episode on cut a promo on Tuesdays. Be sure to subscribe. Um, scathing review on this last pitiful WWE uh, pay per view, the eye for an eye match. What is that? Who, who is that? supposed to be catering to who is their audience anymore it's not me it's a bunch of bs i mean that's I, a good that's a really good point jason and forgive me for interrupting no you and, and nicola why don't you and jason discuss that 
talk about that. Who are the? Who is the audience now? Where Where is the audience now? That's the biggest question. Where the hell is the audience now? You know. But, but Nicola, there, there's a fundamental difference, though. The fundamental difference, Nikki, between today and then wasn't really the, the political times. It was the fact that you as a big girl could kick ass. Well, and you could defend yourself. Not that, not that I know. I would like to think I was at the pinnacle of having more heat. If there was anybody, if there was anybody that had that had more heat than you or more exposure than you, I don't know who they were. So my answer would be probably uh, no to to all the above questions. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be it's it's hands down that that baby doll had. Uh, all the exposure, all the heat, all the notoriety, for sure. Absolutely. Go ahead, Dan. Right. I think that's missing in a lot of it. You know, I I think something, and and we've touched on it on this show before too. Is you and you you mentioned the the young bucks is a great example. Is you look at the talent today, anybody, I really, I hate to say under the age of 30, but definitely under the age of like 25, like the early ones who are the young guys now, um, they're in it for the fame and the money and wrestling is a stepping stone because they want to be in movies or they want to be an action yeah. star. They want to sell action figures or whatever. You, 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 we've had people on that have hosted wrestling schools. They'll have 10 students and one is in it for the love of wrestling and the other nine want to make a fortune. And you can't, I mean, you, you, baby doll, you can vouch for this from the territory days. You'd have, you know, you, you, you'd go to the doctor and you'd spend more at the doctor than you made the night before wrestling. And that, well, you weren't in it for, to, to make a killing or to make, to be rich. You were in it for the love of the, of, of the sport. And you don't have that today. And I think it shows with the product that these people are characters and they're going through the motions and there's no real heart there because they're not in it for the love of wrestling. They're in it to try and make some money or to, to sell uh, another T-shirt. Okay, let her answer. Exactly. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a stepping stone. Instead of being 
lifestyle and a way of life is just the next thing that they're going to do. It's sad, too. It's yeah. sad. We, we've had a uh, Hall of Fame trainer on the show, uh, Doc Diamond. And, uh, you know, Doc came on the show, Nicola, and, um, and told Dan and I something. We just shook our heads when he told us. He's got students coming into his school. They already have a gimmick in mind. They already have their finishing move in mind. They, they're in school for two or three weeks, and they already want to, Dan... Please tell me if I'm lying. No, they already want a, a belt. They want they already want a belt. Okay. Uh, first of all, okay, we're 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 giving birth to marks. We're not giving birth to professional wrestlers anymore. The days of the Dick Murdochs and Ray Stevens and Harley Races, they're long right. gone. They're long gone. Yep. Now, yeah. unfortunately, we're stuck with with people, and I shudder to think of it. But we're we're stuck with a generation of Kenny Omegas, and the Young Bucks, and Sammy Guevara's, and people like that. Thank God, though, Chris Jericho's still around, and uh, <laughs> but he's fifty, so he's probably not going to be doing this for much longer. Yeah, but he's Chris Jericho's going the other way. We we thought when. AW brought in some of the veteran talent that they'd rub off. He'd rub off on them. Chris Jericho's out there acting like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and fighting drones and you know why having feuds over champagne bottles. You know why? <laughs> it's simple. It's simple. He's trying to adapt. Yeah, he's trying to adapt. Otherwise, and and Nikki, correct me if I'm wrong. Otherwise, doesn't Chris Jericho run the risk? Of being the old fart. Yeah, that's that's sad. I didn't think about it that way. He he well, he'd, he'd look like the fossil in his own product. Th- that's my point. You see, this is it takes an old fart to understand this. All right. right. Now, go ahead, Jason. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, <laughs> that's good. Um. <laughs> Washington football team. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that'll just be a placeholder until they come up with something else. I think. You know, I, I, my wife and I were just talking about that before I, I, when I was setting up to film is I said, I would not be shocked because they said they're big, they're getting rid of all of it in the stadium. I wouldn't be surprised if they told fans kind of like member old school WWF, you weren't allowed to wear any WCW merchandise, you know, and vice versa. I'd be, I would not be surprised if they told fans, you cannot have a Redskins logo or anything that says Redskins in the new stadium. I got news for you, brother. And you marked my words and I want, I'm going to say it now. So the whole world can hear me. You are not going to recognize organized sports in the next three years. You will not be able to, you, you will not be permitted into a stadium or a venue. I don't care if it's wrestling, boxing, football, baseball, lacrosse. It doesn't matter. I don't care what it is. You're not going to be uh, permitted into a building with any kind of, quote, 
offensive, unquote, logo. And offensive is the discretion of, you know, of, of the uh, the team. Right. Mm. The Philadelphia Phillies may find the New York Mets offensive. <laughs> okay. So there goes them shirts. There goes that merch. You're going to live in a sterile society with no color, with no personality, with no flavor, with no, with nothing, with no life. A mm. saltless, pepperless society with what used to be sport. Mm. There is no sport anymore. Yeah. What we're seeing right now, and okay, you opened it up, so I'm going to get on my fucking soapbox. Here we go. This is all, all your right. fault, Jason. I, I did a dramatic pause trying to think of a question. <laughs> uh, you'll have you'll have all the all the time you want, Jason. Because I'm old, I need to get this out. I might forget it. Okay. So here's the thing, though. You are you're going to live in this this uh, um, 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 a monotone. Society, for lack of a better word, Dan, is that a word? Right, monotone. Society? Yeah, you're right. Okay, monotone, with with no variation, with uh, with no exclamation, with no highs and lows. It's going to be. It's literally going to be Fahrenheit 451 all over again. Hmm. Well, I asked because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Ah, love you. <laughs> The only thing that will remain the same is that the Dallas Cowboys will continue to suck. Uh, all right. Papa Bear, I'm out. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. Um, now that I'm on baby doll shit list. <laughs> and mine too, Dale. <laughs> yeah, but you got to put up with me. She don't have to. That's right. Um... <laughs> Both Dan and I are from uh, the Hampton Roads area, where a lot of uh, a lot of uh, your events uh, happened. Uh, how did you like the area, or did you have a special area that you uh, went to uh, back in the day that you could say, "Oh, I really love going back to that city or that town." Uh, Hampton Roads. We're both in Norfolk, Virginia.
I, I just love every bit of it. I, I feel like you had Baltimore, you got to go to Salvatino's. If you went to Philadelphia, you could you might be able to go to Atlantic City, you know, and, and go gamble a little bit and then come back. You had your own little quirks, you know. It was, just, it was so much fun. It was just like, I tell you one yeah. thing. Okay. Dan, final questions from you. Uh, well, I was hoping we were talking about this before you dialed in. Um, on his most recent podcast, Jim Cornette was just sharing some oh, stories, here we go. Yeah. and he got to the story of knocking your teeth out. And I was wondering if you could share your side of that story. joining us tonight uh i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go a little early because i know you still have some uh, canning to do i know you got yeah i yeah well i figured i'm gonna go ahead and let you go ahead and get out of here and do that so listen thanks for joining us uh we will definitely hit you up again you know you got. You know you're gonna get another phone call for to come and join us. Um, I. You know what? I want to bring you back for. Um, I want to bring you back for Wrestling Wives Part Two. I like because we had Barb Goodish here, um, Karen McDaniel. I'd like to bring you back for that one. And we're gonna have. Um, I, I found out we're gonna have a a surprise. If we, hopefully, if we, if Dan and I can work it out, we're going to have a surprise dream, hint, hint, a dream guest. So, yeah, I know her. She's actually on my uh, my friends list. I have her phone number too. That'd be fun. Yeah, well, you know what? We could do Big Mama, sure. Yeah, we could do that. 
You guys up for that? We'll do that. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yes, yes, yes. Courtney, absolutely, for sure. That's you know what the the world of wrestling is a is a a strange, interesting kind of family, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's almost dirty. It's almost incestual. <laughs> oh, no. All right. On, on that note. On that note, Nikki. Good night. Take care. <laughs> you bet. Take care. Good night. That was interesting. I just wanted. I owed her another appearance. That's why she came on. No, she's she's always she. I, I, the other two episodes, the other episodes you had her on were were great. Mm-hmm. She's always a good talk. Well, the, here's the thing: she's always got something going on. Yeah, she's either putting the kids to bed, or she's you know yeah. she's making something, or she's you, canning or jarring something. Say, you had the the one with her and her daughter, and that was a lot of fun. Well, it could have been more fun, but I had uh, a particular co-host on that show that didn't know his arch from a hole in the ground and knew shit about wrestling. I should have let him put his fucking clown mask on. He might have actually done something. Um, (laughs) But I I can't say his name, though, because if I did, that would be disparaging and that would be libelous. And that would... So I can't say that. He's but anyway, friend, still a friend of the program, though. Friend of. Oh of, yeah, we love him. One of my favorites. Yeah, what you said, absolutely. <laughs> Jason, talk to me about what's going on with our website. Tell everybody what's happening. Well, it's uh, still a work in progress. Uh, you'll be able to ch- uh, catch out uh, the schedule of the shows. Uh, you'll be able to see clips of uh, the various shows, be able to buy our awesome-looking Wrestling with the Future t-shirt. Um, and just uh, that's where uh, you can go get all your uh, information on the different podcasts that we have. Fabulous. Sounds great. Uh, go ahead, Dan. you have anything to add to that? Uh, no. Um, I've seen the prototype. It looks great. Um, it's going to be, we're going to have everything consolidated just in the last few weeks. We've expanded the family. Um, mm-hmm. I know. And I mean, I mean, that is both people and shows, uh, oh, God, the, yeah, the sure. cut of promos have been fun. I haven't had a chance to see the one that you put up this week, but last week's was great. Um, I'm currently in the editing process. Of, yeah. I'm, I'm liking the cut of promo show a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Still, um, it's still new to me. I'm still new to the family, still new to the world of podcasting. Uh, still, uh, it's uh, a growing process. It know? is. It is. Uh, this last show was definitely, uh, was, uh, I remember Jason, we started, Jeff and I started this with two guys that didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We just said, you know what? We're going to do it just because people said we can't. Right. So All fuck right. it. We're going to, this is good. Throw caution to the wind and go. And look at us now, right? It's definitely, the the last episode is definitely interesting. I really, that damn Extreme Rules uh, PPV really got me going. So I had to uh, say my piece about it. That was good. Trash. Absolutely. 
Absolute trash. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. Definitely agree. No, I, I'm I'm saying it's actually funny. Um, I, I'm in the process now of editing a Q&A video I did that'll be up this week. Uh, I, I made the, the, the decision to randomize the questions so yeah. that I wouldn't, I wouldn't know in advance what they were going to be as I was reading them. And right. while, you know, cause you, you Angela, you, you know, we like the live, everything can happen. The problem is, is that when you, when you randomize the questions, it goes from one topic to the next to the next. And sometimes you, you want to go back and, Oh, speaking of which I, let me this thing I said 10 minutes yeah. ago and yeah, it, it bounces it, around. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was great for, keeping me on my toes, but it made for some moments that I got to trim, you know, where I sought that for sat for a second and was like, uh, let me think I've got, uh, uh, you know, you got to take that stuff off the air. Um, yeah, but I'll tell you, I, I, I love, uh, <laughs> I'm actually glad cause I didn't know that you, that was the topic. I'm cause one of the questions I didn't get to was somebody asked me my thoughts on that pay-per-view. So, uh, absolutely. Well, along those lines uh, and, um, we might want to, talk to Jason about this because he's the, the, the technical guru um, along those lines do you and here's something we can actually ask our, our viewers to, to participate in um, would they be interested in seeing a live episode of wrestling with the future so, so far it's been live to tape which is good because we can edit out you know, we have the, the leeway to edit out, you know, mistakes. Right. If we, Just if like we want that. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, sometimes the spontaneity of like live stuff. And we know we've had those moments too. Yes. On this episode. That they're, they're priceless moments like that. So like, you know, I mean, I would love to be able to, to, to experiment with, you know, to, with going live. I mean, what do you think, Dan? You're you up for. Yeah. I mean, you, you or does it take, scare you? Cause it scares the shit out of me. I mean, it, <laughs> it is, it is a frightening prospect. You could do a combination of both go live and slash live to tape, like say, uh, get a couple people or, or one or two people, you know, of in advance, give them, give them the number and have, they can call into the show. And, yeah. But we don't know what they're going to ask well, us and what they're going to say. That's another thing that I wanted to, to talk to everybody about. You know, and I say everybody, you and Jason and our, our viewers and listeners. Um, we have two working phone lines for the show. We have numbers. I would love for people to be able to call in to the show. Um, so far, we've not done that. We've taken, of course, you know, uh, uh, email questions and we've, we've taken questions from, of course, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Right. Um, where I got where I got the questions I answered from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, so that's, you know, that's one of our go to's, but we've not really utilized the uh, the live call-in lines that we have mm -hmm. and i think that you know and, and jason you know you, you why don't you just kind of like off camera when when we go off the air you and i can talk about that but i want to put this out to our viewers and listeners if you'd like to see us try something live or do call-in shows 
give us some feedback. If there's enough interest in it, we'll certainly do it. And Dan, I want you to keep your eyeballs open for, for any kind of feedback you get. Absolutely. Okay. In the meantime, Jason, where can they find you at? Uh, right here uh, every Tuesday, uh, Bearded Sensation, host of Cut a Promo. Uh, no uh, topic for next week yet, still working on that, but stay tuned. You'll have one before we leave tonight. <laughs> okay, definitely. <laughs> you know me, brother. I always got something going on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dan, how about you, brother? What you got going on? Well, uh, the show, you know us. We're on YouTube. We can, we are on Facebook. The uh, private group is Wrestling With The Future Podcast. We're uh, on Instagram now at Wrestling With The Future. We're on Twitter at Wrestling Future. That's no G, Wrestling Future. Uh, yes, those sir. reaching out to me, I can be found uh, on Twitter at the man underscore WWTF. Or you can reach me on my email at theman.wwtf at outlook.com. I've gotten a couple of email questions the last couple of weeks. Um, we are everywhere and everything. We continue to expand. Uh, currently, we're over 130 channels, including four internationally. And anywhere you can hear it, listen to us anywhere that uh, podcasts can be found. Absolutely. That is just about it for us. And uh, we got some surprises coming up um, next week. Big, big week. Boy, I'm going to tell you what. I don't, you know, yeah. I always... Love introducing the, the guests for next week. We've got two guys in one night that are going to make history for this show. <laughs> one because uh, he is the most controversial name in professional wrestling. The other because he's just controversial straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Williams from the Sage of Quay and the Mighty Mouth himself, Vince Russo, oh, will wow. be with us. Next week, uh, next Tuesday, then we've got Kenny Casanova, uh, author, wrestling personality, DJ, MC, all around nice guy and uh, uh, bone vivant, uh, whatever you want to call him. He's a uh, he's a renaissance man. Kenny Casanova will be with us on Thursday on the 30th. Um, big news coming up for August. We have a special non-wrestling show coming up on August the 18th. Going to look back at the life and death and life again, we think, of the legendary outlook. Don't give me that look, Daniel. I didn't say anything. <laughs> you, you, you gave me the eyes. I know this. I know this. See, Jason, I already know him. It scares him <laughs> that I know him already. I know him so well. <laughs> The life, death, and life of Jesse James. And we're going to have Daniel Lowe on the show to talk about what happened to Jesse James. Did he survive his purported death? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, it's almost like a soap opera. <laughs> Tune in next time on As the World Turns. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, listen, it's been a great night. Uh, well, short. Well, yes, sir. One more thing. Hey, Dan, the yes. weather's been very hot around here lately, and I need some help with my boys. Who can help <laughs> me with that? Well, you know, it's funny that we had uh, we had Baby Doll on, somebody who spent her career taking care of her, of her men, and uh, here you can take care of your boys, too. 
actually, especially in the heat, anybody should, that knows that, uh, the boys get a little little warm. you got to treat them nice, keep them shaved, keep them trim, and you can do that with our friends shape.com use your promo code wrestling future for 20 percent off any uh and free shipping of any purchase you they have their current specials running with the we uh excuse me the ball deodorizer the freshness spray and the famous lawnmower 3.0 which is the number one rated product in male trimming for taking care of your boys you have uh promo code wrestling future and 20 percent off at our friends at manscaped.com and just remember manscaped.com your balls, Your will, balls thank you. will thank you. Absolutely. And so will we, by the way, with 20% off. Indeed. And our promo Definitely. code, Wrestling Future. So on behalf of Jason, the bearded sensation, Dan, the man, Sebastiano, the smartest guy in the room, when I let him, <laughs> I'm Psyche <laughs> Medium Angelo. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next time. Happy wrestling. Good night.